of his uh, youth ministry internship that he's been doing. Um, so he took, he went with how many? How many students were with you? I had seventeen. Seventeen students and three other uh, adults. Three other leaders. Yeah. yeah. And you guys went to um, Eagle what? Eagle Ranch. Eagle Ranch in Tennessee. Copper Hill, Tennessee. All right. So what we're going to do this morning, we're going to hear from uh, Trent and uh, just uh, 10 or 15 minutes on on what you guys did and, and what that was like. And then we're going to ask Sarah Rich to come up and we'll hear from her. Sarah is our uh, intern. She's uh, seeking ordination and uh, she will go to seminary uh, a year from this fall. So 2019 is the plan. Uh, but we, um, so we uh, want to hear, she's here for the next six or seven months. And we want to hear from her, let you get to know her. So, um, why don't you guys come on over here? You guys stand next to Trent, and I'm just gonna set that right there on your table, facing uh, her. And uh, so, tell us what um, what was the purpose of doing a, a mission trip? Yeah, I heard had fun. That was a big part of it, but I don't. It seems like the there's a long-standing tradition with the youth group of doing mission work. So this isn't a new thing to the youth at all. And as well, as a staff in vestry, we've been talking about two areas we really want to emphasize being study and service yep. and how one flows out of the other one. Sure. And so this was a, keeping with the, the tradition, we also, this camp we went to, I know Jackie and a number of older youth had been to this same camp. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a story about Zan, I believe, when he went, um, hiked up to the same spot that we hiked up to and had a, a moment with God with an, a conversation with another person. And some of our kids remembered Zan talking about that at something called the Senior Say So. And, and so that they remembered the story. And so, but that was the to really long answer to your question. We went to uh, live out the gospel. Okay. Like how it's permeated us and we wanted to let that permeate everyone that we were around. All right, so we have uh, Joseph and Rebecca Bryant, uh, who are two of the youth who went there. Um, they are brother and sister, and um, so tell us about what what did you, why did you go? What, what would, why did you sign up to do this trip other than, maybe it's just because your friends were going, but what, I mean, was there anything about the trip itself that compelled you to go? Um, I think uh, just, you know, being able to help people out, because usually, well, I go every every summer to on, on each mission trip, and I, I usually have fun, but at the same time, you know, we're uh, helping people out that are less fortunate than us, and yeah, I guess it's just it's a fun trip to go on every year. Yeah, awesome. What about you, Rebecca? Um, well, I like going on mission trips because, like, they make you grow closer to God, and you become closer with your friends, and you get to help people that like don't can't help themselves or they just can't do things for themselves. And so it's really fun to um, help them and see them smile because you've done something. So what were some of the things that y'all did in order to help them? Um, we painted this lady's house who um, her husband died like a year ago, and um, she couldn't really get around and do like paint her house and things like that. So we painted her house for her and 
Now, I heard that you are y'all were on ladders a lot. Did, did anybody have to use Father Trent as a ladder? I, I saw some. I saw some of the pictures. He actually was uh, trying to file a workers' comp claim. Uh, <laughs> Um, any shenanigans like that? Mm -hmm. funny, funny things that <laughs> I'm not sure how to answer that. Um, Alexis fell off a ladder. Oh, dude, no, no, no. That, we're going to have to edit that out. Of the, uh, in a um. <laughs> well, it was technically a step stool, but <laughs> she, made it, she made it seem really really big because there was some spider I guess that she was a spider <laughs> you know Tennessee spiders are the uh, uh, official animal of Tennessee <laughs> uh, uh, very good hey let's switch let's switch microphones this one's working really good I can hold out all right um, awesome all right well so what what would you say were some takeaway the main takeaway for you because uh, it's always said that you um, you know we go on these mission trips we, we get we receive more than we get, uh, give. We get more than we give, even though we give a lot. You guys are exhausted, I know. In, in fact, extra points in heaven uh, for you because you um, you got went on this mission trip, got back, and then uh, no other youth. I don't see them here because they're going to senior session. Y'all are also going to senior session. We got up to Acolyte this morning, so good job. Kudos to you. Um, but uh, what what's your takeaway? Uh, what was the, the thing that you think you'll look back on and, and you know, you said... This helps you grow closer to God. What what is that for you? Um, well, also besides growing closer to God, it helped me to uh, you know be able to work harder because usually I'm a somewhat of a lazy person. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, is that right? Is that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're a track star. I don't know. It All right, I'll take your word for it. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, um, I noticed that, like, I also noticed that if we work together, we can finish anything. Like, we expected this job to be a whole week, and it only took about two days, so. Oh, wow. 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 All right. Um, I, I would take away that um, I've come more, like, I've become more, like, friendlier, I guess. <laughs> um, I've been, like, thinking more about others than just myself, so, okay. yeah. That's awesome. No, that's, that means the work, the trip's doing its work, isn't it? That's great. Mm -hmm. What about you? You still think about yourself, or are you think about other people, too? <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Father Trent? Are you still thinking about yourself, or are you think about other people, too? What? Uh, but <laughs> as far as thinking about other people, I mean, it's it was tough yeah. for me to go. Mm -hmm. I was glad once we got on the road, but mm -hmm. being away from uh, Ashley while she is injured, yes. but I was I, I could rest assured because her mom and then a number of you stepped in and just gave me peace that mm -hmm. her and the boys were going to be fine. So on that end. I had the complete peace and thank you all for that, everyone that's been helping there. And then just watching the, we had a number of younger kids that went as well and just the crew that went with leaders they didn't know and it's that, that constant story you hear when the Holy Spirit is part of a trip, a group of strangers that may know each other come together and for a project in the name of God and then how it just blesses. The woman 
we worked at the house, her name was, was Eva, and she was, we didn't get to see her a lot. We interacted with her dog that was alone at the house more than her, because she, she is a bagger at the IGA store down, down the line, so she had to go to work every day. But we, she invited a few of us in just to say she, how much she did. And when you went into her home, you know, they were redoing the entire floor. There was concrete on, on part of it. And we, we were the group that was gonna come in to do the outside painting. And then after that, there's a crew coming in to do roof and floor. And so they've got her lined up with youth groups coming in to, to finish this project. And she actually is from New Smyrna uh, in the beach area. And she wants to sell that home because it's kind of sad for her to be there and get back to her family. So that's her ultimate goal. Um, but she, she's part of a church down there. And she just shared um, with the kids and, and those that she spoke to just how much of a blessing this was to her. And then the other project that they had, we they finished the three-day painting project. They nailed that in two days. And so we had to come up with something. So we went to a community center the morning of the third day. Uh, and we hung out with a group of the elderly towns folks. And we played bluegrass music. And these kids got up. They, they're a little shy sometimes. But they got up with three guitars and a drum and the rest of them with voices. And they sang these songs from happening in Camp Weed to bless the people. And then in return, they were singing their bluegrass to us. And some of them got to dance together and sharing faith stories together and all of that. So it was, it was just a really neat cultural experience. That's awesome. That is really awesome. Now, there was, I did see one video with uh, you jumping onto a blob and launching Chase Hassel uh, up into the air. And, and that has about like 6,500 views uh, on Facebook. I'm about 5,500 of them myself. Uh, I mean, is he okay? He's that, alive. Yeah, he's okay, good. <laughs> well, praise God. We, we've, uh, we've really um, just prayed for you, and, and it's really wonderful to hear about uh, how God worked in y'all's midst. So, and in you and through you. Thank, thank you so much. And we pray for y'all as you go to uh, Camp Week. Sarah Rich to come up. And there's been a little bit of confusion because you know we hired a youth minister uh, and she's not here yet. Her name is Bethany Dixon, but some folks have thought have, have sort of thought Sarah was our youth minister, but she's not. She's uh, you're working here as uh, not um, as as a volunteer. Let's be clear about that. Um, and um, and um, and you are uh, interning because you are a member of another church and you are seeking um, discernment about ordination. You've been through a committee. You've been um, at your church. You've been through. Uh, the Commission on Ministry, which I'm, I'm a part of, and now you're here, and uh, you're actually also going to be helping out with um, some urban ministry as well. We'll talk about that, but why don't you just, uh, Sarah, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself and about your, your family? Okay. Um, so, I am originally from South Carolina. Um, All the good ones are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that out loud. <laughs> And um, I grew up Presbyterian there and uh, ended up moving to Washington, D.C. after college and met my husband, Todd. And we had two girls. We have two girls. One is 14 and the other is 11. And we lived in Alexandria for about 15 years and then moved here to the Jacksonville area. I live in Ponte Vedra, actually. Um, about four years ago. So I am a member at St. Paul's by the Sea. Episcopal Church in Jacksonville Beach. So, and I'm 
happy to be here. Thank you all for welcoming me. It's yeah. been really, really neat to get to know you, some of you already. So, thank you. How old are your girls? 14 and 11. So, Anna is going into the ninth grade, and Wallace is going into sixth grade. Um, it's really big transitions there. So. Middle school is totally easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's easy. yeah. Um, what, um, so, and, and now actually Anna's going to be helping out with Creative for a Purpose. Right, right? Anna will be mm -hmm. here. Um, she, both my girls are at camp right now, but you'll meet them when, um, when they get back. Um, Anna, the older one, will be here for Creative for a Purpose, helping out as a team counselor. So she's really excited to do that. And we came for one of the training days and the teams were just so friendly and kind to her. And it, it was just really refreshing. We, we left and Anna said, Mom, they're so nice. So thank you again for welcoming both of us. Trent said they couldn't go on the mission trip unless they were. Um, the, um, what, um, so you, you said you grew up, pres, uh, grew up Presbyterian. Mm -hmm. How did you find the Episcopal Church and what, um, what sort of comfort did you, I mean, what, what drew you in? Oh, this is a fun story, I think. Um, I did grow up Presbyterian, and as uh, an, old, uh, an older teen, a young adult, I, um, I went through a period of time where I was completely, um, I would say, rejecting God and didn't really, I wasn't involved in church at all, and I didn't have a, a very a strong faith or any spiritual discipline. I just sort of was wandering. And, um, but I, my, a friend of mine visited me in DC and she is an Episcopalian and she said, uh, we need to go visit the National Cathedral while, while you're here, of course. So she, um, she said, but we're gonna go for a midday Eucharist. And I was like, well, Come on, you know. <laughs> I just I love, want to look at the building, right? I want to see what it what it looks like because it is it is you know if you've ever been there you know it's really uh, quite an amazing um, building and canvas that they have there. So we were there for the noon Eucharist on on Wednesday, and um, I, we were one, we were two of four people who were there. Um, and it was, but so the, the priest called us all up to the, the altar for the Eucharist and I, I just had one of these um, spiritual holy moments with God where um, I, I knew that this, is, that this is where I needed to be, the Episcopal Church and worshiping in this way and that I needed to start to attend to my faith a little bit more. So you were you were still in that season of sort of rejecting God. He just he just swooped in and caught and you unaware. Yes, yes, yes. Honestly, um, and I was surprised and wowed by that. And um, I had been I was rejecting God, but I had off and on attended a Presbyterian church in Alexandria, and I had had my children baptized there. But you know, it was maybe like three times a year going to church, but. After that moment, I started to look for an Episcopal church, and um, to I was going to the noon Eucharist on yeah. Wednesdays every week, probably after that wow. until we left. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, not not at all to, to denigrate or put down the, the Presbyterian Church, and God does great work there, and some of my heroes are Presbyterians. But um, but what um, I mean, so what what was it about? What was what was different? What did you find in that liturgy, other than just 
the spirit that showed up and said, here you are. Okay, yeah, yes. Um, so, yes, Which absolutely. Made you the yeah. Presbyterian church was my church home for a, for a long time, and, and it was, as a child, what I needed. And um, and it is, it's the worship style, for me, of the Episcopal church that is was so uh, different. And... <clears throat> The, the, the invo full the involvement of all the senses, you know, the kneeling and bowing and crossing myself and tasting. Um, it, it was just a full body experience. Mm -hmm. And I had not had that before. And the, the church that I came from, it was more of, um, you know, sit, listen, receive the word, which is important, obviously. But um, I was—I felt like I was participating in the worship, mm -hmm. which we are in our liturgy, all participating in the the worship. And um, I really was drawn to that, and particularly to communion, um, to regular Eucharist. Yes, that's fantastic. So now, I mean. You, you you moved here and you you must have gotten serious because I mean you know here you are and uh, so what did, what did a call to ministry or call to order what did that what did that feel like for you? Yeah. Okay, so um, during all of the time where I was you know sort of absent from from attending to my faith and rejecting God, um, I was also making some very bad choices and I got to a very dark period. Um, I am an alcoholic, and I'm in recovery and have been for many years now, but I got to this deep, dark place where I, everything had just become, become unmanageable. It was, a, it was a life or death situation, really. And I said a prayer to God, you know, I don't know what to do and I need help. And um, I woke up the next morning, I, you know, I went to sleep that night, and I woke up the next morning, and I had an email from a woman who is a Christian woman, who, uh, she was reaching out to me to have lunch with me, and she said, I've just been thinking about you a lot and praying for you, I want to reach out to you and see, see how you're doing. So, I went, I went to meet with her, and I opened up to her a little bit about what was going on with me, and I realized that th this was one part one answer to my prayer hmm. you know like <laughs> because it, it came you know then, then people started to show up around me who helped me who taught me how to um, get sober and hmm. to to live a life a life of faith so what was your question <laughs> The question is, uh, what did a call to ministry Okay, so yes, like? so that was the beginning of um, of a call to ministry because it, it was the beginning of my relationship with God, mm. which I feel like um, a call to ministry is not just for, I think it's important to remember, it's not just for ordained people. Sure. Um, it is also for, it's for all of us, all of us by virtue of our baptism. And I, as I became, got in relationship with God through the, through the period of getting sober and learning about, um, you know, getting involved in the church, these things were happening at the same time. Um, I began to feel 
like I wanted to be more involved, first of all, in the church community. And so I started to volunteer and do things. And I, I did the usual um, for me, which is what, what, where do I feel most comfortable, which was with children, because I am also, I was trained as a, an autism teacher. So, but I, st I started to work with children and then I thought, it was during the worship service, and um, I really felt like I wanted to be in worship. And I wanted to be serving in worship. So I then asked, can I be a Eucharistic minister? Can I um, read in the services? And began to serve more in that way and less in, in the children's ministry, um, which gave me a ton of joy. But also I felt like compelled, I guess is the best word, to start you know, doing things I was a little bit more uncomfortable with, to be honest speak in front of people, um, to, you know, serve communion. Those things weren't something that I woke up thinking, I'm good at this, I can do it. Um, but were, I felt like God was just nudging me in that direction. So that's, I think it's fascinating. So there's a sense of discomfort, and yet... If you had not done it, 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 that would have been even more uncomfortable. This right? is one, right. It is. It is truly the experience mm -hmm. of if and, and you know there were several times where I didn't do what or and there still are sometimes where I don't feel like I have enough courage or I don't um, I don't think that I can do whatever it is that I feel that God is asking me to do. But if I don't do it. Yes, it is. It's it's almost like a, a spiritual death in a way. Yeah, yeah. A hound of heaven uh, coming after. So, I mean, granted that you haven't been to seminary, you you early, uh, relatively uh, early in this process, although you've been at it for a couple of years. Um, where do, where do you think it's headed? I mean, given that it, it may take a you know right hand turn somewhere, but what, where, where right. do you think? Uh, right. it, what do you think your ministry as an ordained person will look like? That is um, that is a hard, not a hard question, but a question like I, that I don't really know. Right now, I think that God is calling me to be a priest um, because of because I am so um, interested in, in giving so much life by the sacraments, and I don't know what type of ministry um, that it will look like. And one of the things that I have been drawn to do is to serve in urban ministry so and but I've always been in, in churches like like this one here you know this um, this community here is very similar to St. Paul's by the sea um, and but I have a, a just a very distinct I feel like nudge to um, to work in a more urban area with people who maybe are not um, comfortable coming into the church I will be working also with um, Mother Beth Choflat at St. Mary's and a Church Without Walls, and I am just intrigued by the idea that people show up outside in a parking lot underneath the tree to receive communion. I, I mean, that that is unbelievable. Really, it, it is really unbelievable, and there there are people who might not find their way in here into this this church for whatever reason, maybe if they don't feel comfortable or um, know anyone or know how to know how to worship, it may be intimidating, but to walk up underneath the tree um, 
with, an, with you know, other people who are just gathered there, it's a little less, um, it could be a little less intimidating for people who are in, you know, um, in, in situations that are different from the way that we, that we live. Well, I mean, would you say you were you were in some ways in that situation? I mean, you weren't homeless, but you were spiritually homeless. You were you showed up in a in an uncomfortable situation. You 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 identify. There's something sort of deep down that identifies with. Wow. Well, yeah. I never thought about that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, whoops. Uh, so. Um, all right, so this Hartford Urban Ministry, one of the things, reasons we felt like this would be a really good match is because I, I've asked you to sort of help us from an outside perspective to come in and, um, and help us step a little bit even further into urban ministry. So you are going to be working with Beth, and, um, who we love, and she's been here sitting right where you're sitting. Um, but um, so what, what, can, what can a church like this do? I mean, we're... 15 miles, 20 miles from, from city center, what, what do, how can we step in and serve the urban core? Well, you, a church like this with the resources that you have, um, you, you, who, people who are, who I, what I see from having been here for a week, um, very welcoming, um, friendly, you have obviously nurtured each other and you're fed here and you have a lot of resources and gifts to give and um, I think that when, in working with Beth, we'll, we will, you know, determine exactly what specific needs are, but um, start by praying and and, and to, to just determine, you know, if you if you feel like you're interested or called or nudged or just want to um, learn more about it, um, see, you know. Pray, and I, th I think that all starts with prayer. But yes, you guys have resources and really can give to to that community um, it, of your time or, um, or 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 whatever they might need. Yeah, I think. I mean, we we do we give a good amount of money, and we have some some volunteers. And I think if if Church of Our Savior just ceased to exist, and those that they would they would already be a significant detriment to, to their ministry and yet I do think there is so much more that we can do and it's really less about monetary although that's important but more about us being willing to say hey I'm going to give my Tuesday morning and go help out um, at the food pantry or something right, like that right. so go ahead. Oh, Beth, um, Mother Beth talks about relate and she probably did when she was here if you heard her speak she talks a lot about relationships and how important those are to uh, relationships between um, in within her community, but also with people outside of her community, and so going and spending time at the Bible study that they have, um, showing up for worship. Um, she also goes to a mission, no, Clara White mission, and just meets and talks and sits with people, uh, just to be a listening ear and to be present with them in whatever they are going through. That is one way of giving time. That is just. I think really overlooked sometimes and important sitting and listening. And, and anybody can do that. I mean, that's yeah. not yeah. Anybody For sure. can do that. That's fantastic. Um, do you have a lot of experience with urban ministry, or no. is that just something that just kind of calls to you? It yeah. it just yeah. calls to me. No, I do not have a lot of experience with it. Um, and I, I actually was thinking about this uh, last night. How how did this idea come to me? Because I have found myself mostly in suburban areas and. Uh, 
but I read a book um, by Sarah Miles, who is a, I think, lay um, minister of an Episcopal church in San Francisco. This book is take the, called Take This Bread, and she had a very similar experience to me. Uh, she was walking by a, the St. Gregory Episcopal Church one day, and the doors were open, and she heard music and went in to see what was going on, and she was completely unchurched. I mean, she never had any sort of church experience in it. She went in and had this spiritual experience um, and knew that she, that she was where she needed to be and, and went on to become a lay uh, minister there and started a food pantry because the people in her direct community <coughs> needed food. And so when I, when I read this book, I, I remember thinking, oh, that is just one of the many things that we can do for people that God can do for people that is a little bit different from what what I had experienced in my previous um, church and I in my previous church life and I felt so compelled compelled again by that um, because it seems like God is doing a new thing uh, with this type of ministry and I think it's very exciting that's that's fantastic um, so you'll hear more uh, about this um, uh, in the in the coming months. I hope that's my my hope anyway. Um, so I mean, you're here. You've just been this is your second week. Uh, what uh, what do you think you can learn? What do you hope to learn from a church like us? And then you know, let's let's um, sort of pair that with a church like um, St. Mary's. I mean, what do you, what do you hope to come out of your internship with? Well, I hope to um, make, first of all, I think relationships are really important, and I hope to, to learn more about you all and to be, to be with you while I'm here, and at this, the same with St. Mary's, um, and to just learn more about what, to listen more to God, um, to, to see what, where God is leading me in in my ministry to determine, help further determine what my call is um, and what type of population um, I would like to, or God would like for me to, to serve in and to to learn more about my, um, I think by, by being here and being in a, pos in a position of, um, as the intern just leadership learning about leadership mm -hmm. and what does it look like and what you know what what can I do what kind of gifts do I have to give to you I hope that I can learn that fantastic um, so what do you do I, I often tell my staff uh, that the fuel for our ministry the fuel for everything we do is, is our own personal relationship mm -hmm. with Christ mm -hmm. um, what what do you do uh, to grow in your relationship career? What is your personal daily piety daily. look like? Okay, well, I think, first of all, uh, regular worship is, is really important. So I, I think that that is, is key for me as being in a community of people who worship God and love Jesus. And two other things I've found that are essential for my mental health, spiritual health, and um, growth are prayer, regular prayer. So I, I do wake up every morning mostly and pray 
Um, if I don't do that, I will um, have a have a you know very bad day, and um, it it only takes a couple of days to get into a rut. So I I try to be very disciplined about my morning prayer um, and scripture reading. Um, I was in a regular Bible study that had. Um, you know, daily scripture reading prescribed for it. But when I stopped doing that, I needed to find a, a way to stay in the um, Word. And so I now read the lessons for the next Sunday every day during the week and just sort of sit with them and spend time with them and, and see what God is saying through those. So scripture and worship and prayer are all, all really important. Uh, yeah, that's that's good. So, so you sat with the gospel passage, blasphemy against the Holy yes, Spirit. Yes. Thank you for your sermon. Yeah, you'll um, <laughs> tell me if I got it right. Yeah. Um, that's good. Well, all right. So, what from your perspective? You've been around. You've seen different parts of the diocese. Uh, what what can a church like this, you know, suburban church? What can we do to to, to uh, for our community, for the kingdom of God, what what would you say, uh, just from your, you know, ten days of observation that you have, what, what would you say uh, we have to offer our community? Well, I mean, you're already doing quite a lot in the community, so it's, um, it, it, I think it's about noticing what the needs are right around you, um, paying attention, uh, being aware of the people that are. The, in the community around the neighborhood, um, just what what are what are the needs? What is is God leading you to, to do? Um, become familiar with that because people um, aren't coming to church as much. I think I think that's tr a truth, and it's been proven. True. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, I think that going out there and getting them is really is really important. So and and, and there are people out there right, you know, at Starbucks who um, who need Jesus just as yeah. much as we all yeah, do. Yeah, Mandarin and Methodist is not our competition. Starbucks. Uh, is, yes, is absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's that's right. I mean that that is that is very true. I mean, it's just we don't live in the culture that says, okay, it's Sunday, you're going to go to yeah. church, and people who don't go to church feel bad about it. Like, that's just not where right. we live anymore. That it's just not part of... Mm -hmm. uh, and so the church going... I mean, that is a question that we're asking a lot of those questions within the staff and the vestry. How do we then take what we have out rather than trying to simply improve what we have here in hopes that they will come? I mean, that's important, but um, and we don't want to forget that, but we... How do we get it, how do we get it there? Have you, have you seen it? I mean, have you seen it work somewhere in a way that... Um, uh, well, one of the things that I have Pistol seen... Church is not particularly good at that. Right. <laughs> I haven't figured it out yet. Well, I think that um, it really is s situational. I, I think that the needs of the community could drive the... Uh, the you know, it, it's not necessarily about starting a program or starting a ministry without knowing what people need. And so um, I do know of a church in Alexandria, Virginia, who did something really amazing. They... Um, started a, there was a Title I school nearby, and they started a tutoring program, and with this, you know, with the agreement of, you know, with the school's permission, and started to mentor um, the students in that school who needed mentoring. 
So it, they would go into the school. You know, they weren't inviting the kids over to the church. They would go into the school and meet them and have relationships with them and help these kids. And it became a really, really big um, tool for ministry because those children told their parents and their parents came to the church, you know, would bring the kids to the church. So it, because they went out, people started to come in. Um, and, and it was a really, really wonderful um, spirit-led ministry, but a little bit different from what, what we usually think of as, mm -hmm. you know, ministry. Cool. So. All right. Well, um, thank you so much for sharing and being you. vulnerable with mm -hmm. us, and, and uh, we're so excited that you're here. What? Uh, anybody, do you have, anybody have questions? A question for Sarah? I think she's got a great mentor. Mm -hmm. I do. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I do. I agree. I'm very and glad. She's the best show glad to me. I am very blessed. <laughs> Any other questions? Any questions? Yes, Randy. I'll ask one. Um, so when you had this epiphany at the altar, and I can relate to that because of Eucharist and everything, but uh, what did your folks at home say when you, did it shock them? I'm sure they were glad, but I was just curious how it hit the family. So my my, my family, my immediate family, yeah, my immediate husband family. and children. Yeah. Well, my husband, interestingly, my husband's Jewish, and I, I think at first, well, I know at first he was glad that I was getting better. It, it's interesting the, his, his progression of his faith, and, and I won't speak for him really, but I have seen that he is completely um, supportive of me in what I'm doing because he sees the work that God has been doing in our lives. Um, from now, where we are, if you had met me 15 years ago, you, you, you wouldn't believe the difference in um, my own personal health, and, but the health of my family, my relationships. So he is, um, he is delighted and happy. My children, um, <laughs> they, are, they are teenagers almost, and so they are a little bit less enthusiastic about coming to church all the time, <laughs> um, but they are, they love serving as acolytes and being involved in, uh, my, my daughter I said who is, who is going to be um, at Created for a Purpose is so excited to be involved in the church community. They don't know the gifts that they're receiving right now. They don't fully understand that, but they are so loved and um, I think that that is so is beneficial to them. Even when you know nine thirty in the morning, they're like, I don't want to go to church today. <laughs> wow. Do you what, ever hear that? No. What must that be like? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one more if we got. I think we yeah. should ditch Starbucks and go to Chick Fil A because last year Chick Fil A had Sunday. I think they ought to be like I'd be able to bring my church bulletin. Coffee with an officer. Do you remember that? They used to have it on the marquee. Coffee with an officer. Come in and talk. I think we should have coffee with Pastor Joe. Come in and talk. Oh, I mean, we that's a great idea. Youth kids come in for mission trips. You don't. It doesn't have to be on a Sunday. 
But they did. They had people. I mean, I went in there one time. Had all these people coming in, talking to the sheriff, asking all kinds of stuff, huh. having free coffee with them. I thought that is a really good idea. When you brought up Starbucks, I thought Chick Fil A. I think Chick Fil A would like us. That all is right. a good idea. Is there, you're I'll on. I'll you're on. You. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. We're thank so you. excited to be Todd and, and uh, Anna and Wallace, and we're just really delighted that you're here. Thank Bless you. Bless you.